0: Dagon Michael Corinta was born in Kansas City, Kansas on February 18, 2010, to Evan Mitchell Corinta and Heather Joy Corinta. He was reborn as a child of God in the waters of holy baptism when his father baptized him at the hospital also on February 18, 2010. On January 8, 2023, having reached the age of 12 years, 9 months, and 21 days, God called Dagan home to heaven to await the reunion of all the saints and the blessed resurrection on the last day. Dagan was a beautiful, creative, caring, and strong-willed soul who inspired many through his courageous fights with congenital heart disease and, a, and his battle with neuroblastoma cancer. His tenacity and positive outlook on life were and are a beacon of hope to many he encountered. Dagan was an avid fan of anything big and had an engine, including sanitation vehicles, excavators, and semi-trucks. The bigger, the better. His dream was to own an excavation company someday. Dagan was also a lover of Chiefs and Jayhawk football. He often dressed in his entire football gear to tune into the games and watch side by side with his dad. Lastly, Dagan was a true homebody and loved nothing more than being at home with no plans and hanging out with his family. It is an understatement to say that during his 12 years, Dagan loved and was loved by many during his extraordinary life. He is survived by his parents, Evan and Heather, brother, Grady, sister, Amelia, grandparents, Harlan and Vicki Carinta, and Terry and Sharon Rolfing. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So therefore we give thanks to God our Father through Jesus Christ our Lord, for our son and brother in Christ, Dagan. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Evan and Heather, Grady and Amelia, dear family and friends of Dagon and dear saints of God, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. There are no words. It's a phrase I've heard multiple times to describe the last week. After all, what do you say to this? Well, we could say a few things, perhaps the most obvious, and another thing that I've heard, it's not supposed to be this way, and that's true. It's not supposed to be this way. We're not supposed to be gathered here today. We're not supposed to be bearing our children. We're supposed to be out getting hot chocolate and sitting by the fire and reading books and playing games. It's not supposed to be this way. We're not supposed to spend as much time in the hospital as Dagon did. We're not supposed to endure the sort of suffering that Dagon did, even if it was done with the courage and resolve that he had. It's not supposed to be this way. But even more than just this day, it's not supposed to be this way in general. We're not supposed to be in the hospital at all. We're not supposed to get sick or get cancer or to have to have our blood work checked to see if everything's working all right. We're not supposed to suffer. We're not supposed to experience pain. And especially we are not supposed to die. It's not supposed to be this way. so what do you say to this? Well, I would like to take a guess that if you could ask Dagan what we should say about all this, all this sickness, pain, and death, that Dagan would say this. That's garbage. Now, if you don't know, this is something that Dagan was apt to say about a variety of things schoolwork, particularly math and science. Well, that's garbage. New bedding, that's garbage too. Jeans, garbage. Pizza, also garbage. Now I will respectfully disagree with Dagan on that one. Cancer, hospital stays, suffering, death. That's garbage. And I would submit to you that Jesus, particularly on this last point, wholeheartedly agrees with Dickens That sin is garbage. That death is garbage. That the devil is garbage. Jesus agrees. And so Jesus says, I will come and I will take care of that. I will take out the garbage, so to speak. I'll take the sin. I'll take the death. I'll take on the devil, and I will toss them out. Granted, Jesus says it a little bit differently than that. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And in those words, we have this beautiful promise that Jesus, for Dagon, lays down his life. That Jesus, for Dagon, takes Dagon's sin upon himself. That Jesus, for Dagon, goes toe-to-toe with the devil. That Jesus, for Dagon, takes out the garbage. Jesus, after all, knows all too well the ailments that afflict us. He knows all too well that things are not the way they're supposed to be. He, after all, is the one who created us. And he was there when humanity fell. As Adam and Eve listened to the voice of the serpent... And he has then seen humanity suffering the consequences of sin and death ever since. And since that day, he has continued to remind us of the very first promise that he made after the fall he himself would come and make things right, he would crush the serpent, he would redeem us from our sin, and he would take away death. So Jesus comes as the Good Shepherd. And as the good shepherd, he not only lays down his life for the sheep, but he draws us to himself, to his good pastures and living waters to be his sheep, to keep us there, to feed us, to protect us, and to guide us to everlasting life. Jesus comes to be Dagon's shepherd. There's another thing that Dagon was known to call garbage, his ears, what the rest of us would call his hearing aids. Glasses, you got to have those. Santa hat, you definitely need that. After all, every day is Christmas. But ears, those are garbage. That doesn't mean, however, that Dagan was not listening. Once you got him to put his ears in, and you spoke with him for any amount of time, it was pretty apparent that he was indeed listening. And that's especially true when it comes to listening to the voice of his shepherd. Now, like any 12-year-old boy, Dagon wasn't always thrilled with going to church or confirmation or other things like that. But when there, he was definitely listening, and he was listening to Jesus. Dagon was brought to faith in that listening and sustained in that faith and has now been brought to dwell in that faith eternally. All of our confirmants have to memorize various scripture verses and texts throughout the year. And in the mercy of God, this is the last Bible text that Dagon set into his heart and mind. Now faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So whether Dagon had his ears in or not, Jesus, his shepherd, continued to pour his words of eternal life into his ears, setting them into his heart and mind. And for that, we can rejoice in the midst of our sorrow because we know that Dagon belongs to Jesus. That Dagon is a sheep of the Good Shepherd, not was, but is, and will remain so forever. Because Jesus, Dagon's Good Shepherd, has destroyed death. That is, after all, what he's promised to do. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will swallow up the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. That is Jesus' promise to Dagon. And to us. And so Jesus goes to the cross, and he suffers, and he bleeds, and he dies, and he is buried, but he does not stay dead. Death and the grave cannot contain Jesus, who is the life. Jesus bursts back through their bonds, and they are in him destroyed. And so in Christ, death and the grave cannot contain us or Dagon either. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't die, but it does mean that in Jesus' death is lost its sting, that in Jesus' death is not permanent, but temporary, that in Jesus' death is now sleeping. That also means that in Jesus, we are in this life afflicted, perplexed, persecuted, even struck down, but those things do not conquer us. We are not crushed. We're not driven to despair, we are not forsaken, and we are certainly not destroyed. Because we, because Dagon, are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Because Dagon belongs to Jesus. And belonging to Jesus, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor power, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so even though we carry in our bodies the death of Jesus, even though we die, we also carry in our bodies the life of Jesus, which means that in him, we, Dagon, are immortal. So that all these things, sickness, hospital visits, cancer, even death, become a light momentary affliction, which are preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. It's not supposed to be this way. Jesus knows that. And so Jesus fixes it with his death and his resurrection so that it's made right in eternity. When we're tempted to think that there are no words, when we ask what do we say to this, What do you say on a day like today? We can certainly say with Dagon that this is garbage. But we also ought to say this, that as much as we love Dagon, Jesus loves him more because Jesus was born for Dagon. Jesus has died for Dagon. Jesus' righteousness covers Dagon. Jesus has been raised for Dagon. Jesus has poured his words of life into the ears, heart, and mind of Dagon. Jesus has given Dagon faith and sustained him in that faith. Jesus has presented Dagon to the Father, perfect and holy and blameless. Jesus has drawn Dagon to himself to rest with him. And Jesus will raise Dagon on the last day. Dagon belongs to Christ. And as Jesus reminds us with Lazarus, he's not dead but sleeping. And we will see Dagon again on the last day we will dwell eternally with him and all the saints before the throne and before the Lamb. What do we say? We say, Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.